Hey friends, this is Jim Bob Morris here. In this racing season, make it tequila at the track with El Bandito Yankee, the official tequila of race day. It's going to become the NHRA official tequila is what we're working towards. As soon as it touches their lips, they go, wow, that's really good tequila. And of course, it is one of those things that pouring engine oil on your bike makes you happy, but pouring a couple shots after you win of El Bandito Yankee tequila is going to make you even happier. Hey, this is Flying Ryan, the official rider of the El Bandito Yankee Pro Stock Motorcycle, and we are on the road with Dane from WGN. 720 WGN High atop Chicago in the Skyline Studio and excited to have on the line as motorsports is happening on every track in every town across America and some of the biggest, loudest, and certainly fastest excitement for race fans is happening in the NHRA and so cool to see the official tequila of race day go from four wheels to two for the NHRA Pro Stock with one of its great stars flying, Ryan Ayler, rider of the El Bandito Yankee Pro Stock Motorcycle. Ryan, welcome to WGN. Hey man, what an intro! That, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, we're uh, we're very excited to have El Bandito, you know, in the the fastest sport on planet Earth, you know, and uh, doing it on uh, with the motorcycles is very cool, and uh, we're we're very lucky to have them on board with us. So on the racing side, talk a little bit about the hometown of Bloomington. So we cover racing all over the place, whether it's the Daytona 500 or the Indy 500. Certainly spoke with a lot of your compadres in the NHRA over the years in Top Fuel and Funny Car. I haven't done a ton of the motorcycle side of it, but not everybody thinks of Bloomington Normal as maybe like a racing hotbed. Talk about your connection with the sport, how you got into it and started, and why you stay in Bloomington. Sure. Well, you know, it's a funny thing. Bloomington is definitely not your uh, motorhead city by any means. So it's actually, you know, the opposite of that. So this is State Farm Insurance's uh, home base. So, you know, growing up as a um, as a gearhead, you know, in this area, you know, you were definitely looked upon as uh, a serious risk taker and always, you know, question of, oh, well, why would you do that? You know, well, the truth is my dad got into this at a very young age. He grew up in this, this same area. And when he uh, pursued his career in racing and followed into uh, you know, the NHRA uh, back in the 70s, he moved to Indiana to be closer to, you know, Indianapolis and uh, uh, Gasoline Alley and all those kind of things that really helps you in a high performance business. So uh, as time went on, as I become, you know, into this world as a very young, young person growing up in his shop, we ended up moving back to this area to pursue less of the racing, but more of the street high performance industry in the, in the motorcycle world. And, um, as time moved on, I got involved in racing and, you know, we picked back up kind of where we left off and, uh, we pursued, uh, you know, reaching to the highest level of uh, racing in the world. And it's been a, you know, a lifelong dream for, for my dad and myself to really teamed up together to get to this point in the game and uh, now we're here and uh we're competitive and you know we've really relaunched our business to be primarily focused just on the the high level of nhra racing so we're building engines for other teams and uh, we're starting to really form a, a really solid foundation to to move forward and uh to, to carry some other teams into the winner circle as well 
So obviously, as a kid, you see that you're experiencing it. And for those listeners out there that, you know, television can do a lot. They can do, they're doing a great job and a better job all the time. But for motorsports, there's no substitute. We say it every single time for being there, the sights, the sounds, the smells. In NHRA, it's actually even the vibrations, right? There is no substitute for seeing a drag racing event, especially at that highest level in person. So was that it for you? I mean, obviously, you got family connection. Your dad, he's talking about it. You want to follow in the footsteps in a bunch of different ways. But do you remember your first time at the track, you know, where you were there and you were like, whoa, this is happening? Well, my dad went from pro stock cars in the 70s before I was born and got discouraged for a lot of the reasons that, uh, you know, we even even get discouraged today is that it becomes a kind of a political uh, situation where, you know, at that time, Chevy, Ford, Chrysler create a lot of the rules to the pro stock car class which is very similar to today, Suzuki, Harley-Davidson, the major players in the industry, when they get involved with the sport, they also can create some political situations that make it difficult for some of the other teams. So my dad jumped ship in, in the 70s, got into focusing on the motorcycle sport. It was kind of an untapped area, and he could utilize his resources to be very dominant. So he sold the entire operation. Bought a brand new Harley in 1980 and bought a brand new Chevy van and downsized his operation and turned it into the world's fastest gas Harley Davidson. And we set all the records in the late 80s and all the, the all Harley drag racing sanctions. And then we built the first billet fuel heads for the top fuel motorcycles and we, we set a world record there. And, you know, I'm growing up in this, watching this, been to a couple races, as, you know, that were all Harley, but I'd never been to an NHRA race. And my first time going to an NHRA race, I was probably 12 years old. And my, you know, my dad is a workaholic, as am I. We work seven days a week, almost close to 365 days a year on our program. So as a kid, you know, he's not like, hey, it's Saturday. We got the day off. Let's go to the race. It was always the guys at the shop that my my dad's friends that uh, had a little bit more leisure time. And and I wanted to tag along. And of course, uh, they weren't going to let me. So I got in the back of their van. I pulled a, a blanket up over my head and hid, hid back there until we got about an hour away. And I remember hearing the guys talking about, oh, you know, they were going to have fun. They were going to do this, and, you know, all the all the guy talk. And then when I popped my head up, they, you know, they were immediately very surprised. And uh, this is before cell phones. So they had to pull over to a payphone, call back to the shop and say, hey, you know, uh, we had a stowaway in the van. And it's your son. And I guess, is it okay if he goes with us to the U.S. Nationals? So I went and uh, I was exposed to, you know, the, uh, the whole the whole show, uh, the biggest race in the world. And at that time, Angel Sampei, I can't remember her name at that, her last name at that time, but she was riding the Winston Suzuki. And Antron Brown was also involved in racing Suzuki. And I believe he was racing the U.S. Army Suzuki. There were some Harleys that were, you know, at that time trying to qualify, but at, at that time it was pretty much dominated by the Suzuki class. But, you know, I fell in love with it at that time. And I really said that I would really want to be here, you know, it became a, a lifelong goal, but, um, very hard goal when you come from, you know, somewhat of an um, underprivileged family and, you know, you're not uh, in the arena with the people like the Schumachers and the forces, that already paid their dues and got in, you know, a long time ago. So, you know, we, uh, it took a lot for us to get where we are today. It's a, it's a great story, you know, because it's a really rags to riches situation of, um, of fighting tooth and nail 
to to get to the, this level. And, um, you know, it's what's made us what we are today. You know, the cover of National Dragster had me featured on it uh, a year or two ago when we were doing well. And it said right on the, the top line, self-made man. And, you know, that's that's what we are. Ryan, and, uh, it's got to be. I mean, think about that as a kid and for the listeners thinking about this, too. Once you see this, you know, there was no going back. But you might as well have said, hey, I want to go land on the moon. Right. Because it isn't the same sure. way as other sports. I mean, you can't you can have talent in baseball or football and go out for it and get discovered. Right. And there's a pathway to I bring you along to whatever your talent can let you achieve. But in the world of motorsports, more so than right now, than you know, than now with social media and you can do a ton of things and there's a lot of self-promotion that is at your fingertips i remember talking with kyle petty when they first opened chicagoland speedway and and we were talking about that thing is like how do drivers get into motorsports he was talking nascar at the time but is his advice right as unuseful as this advice was is know someone with a lot of money that was all he had to offer right and and you mentioned because that's not available to everybody and so as a great example for this and what you guys are doing, I think that it is, it is so cool. I mean, it's so cool to be able to do that and set a path for it and then make that happen. I got to say, too, from the El Bandito Yankee side, and motorsports more than any other sports has a partnership hand-in-hand with companies, right, you know, than any other sport in order to bring them along with and sharing that excitement and success in the sport. And El Bandito Yankee... One of the things that's cool about is the sights, the sounds, and all that, but the visuals of racing, and I got to say, and I'll take you know personal allegiances, and we'll put them aside, is the El Bandito Yankee Motor. What you guys did to that cycle, is it is the, it has got to be, right? The envy of the garages and the pits. It's the most beautiful thing I've seen in racing. Yeah, it's definitely very unique. You know, we, uh, and the great part is that we did it in a very short amount of time, so being that I've been this underdog racer, there's so many people that have come to my aid and want to help us that have unique talents. And locally, here again, Rob Harding is a painter that uh, comes from the really the town I grew up in, which is population about seven or 800, Danvers, Illinois, just out you know west of Bloomington, Illinois here, a uh, very small town. And he, here's a guy who has a skill set that's just unbelievable. And he's helped me paint. I think he's painted my bike maybe four or five times now. And uh, we had been working on the El Bandito, you know, approach to, to getting them on our team. And it takes a while. So a year ago, we bought some paint samples to start maybe showing what we could do with their colors. And Rob uh, was super eager to do this paint job. And I'd seen a lot of different ways he painted my bike in the past. I'm from a Harley shop. I was orange and black from day one that was my colors you know and when i met my wife she says oh i'd love to see your bike in a teal or an aqua i'm going honey that's (laughs) that's not gonna happen you know and then the opportunity comes up for it to happen and i think she's probably one of the happiest people in regards to thinking you know uh, of what we've done with you know transforming the bike so but yeah i mean it's super cool to have them on board they 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 got behind me they they seen you know, that there's an opportunity here for them to get involved with one, a local guy. A lot of teams love to get behind, you know, the, uh, the underdog situation, especially when the underdog can win, which when we prove that we can win, that really said a lot because honestly, in the, this sport, there's probably never been a team that builds their own engines, does their own engine development, drives their rig, flushes the, the toilet and cleans out the tanks and does everything from start to finish and did it without the help of really one of the bigger teams. You know, most people get involved 
they team up with with a team and they they ride with them for a, a long period of time I and mean, they probably don't even leave them because the resources it takes to keep these engines alive is is huge so we had these resources and of course we have to we have to continuously add to our shop but having the shop and having that business that was behind us in the years and years of experience that my dad had in, in the industry, there's just not a lot of people that have that opportunity. But, you know, now getting the you know support of people like El Bandito and they, you know, they're going to want to see us win again. And that's the whole point that we're here. And you have ups and downs in racing and, and uh, we're going to prevail and we're going to be top and we plan on being number one in, in the sport. And that's really why we're here, you know. You'll be up there with a with another Wally. I know that for sure. And so the thing is, though, is you know, win or lose, you know, there's things that happen on the track, and there's things that are valuable to sponsors, and certainly for that fan interaction. And this is something you're probably not super aware of because you're there on the motorcycle at the time. But like what you guys have done with the visuals on the bike is it gets talked about every single time. So it isn't even like okay, here's the sponsors, and you've got words and logos and things, you know, on the machines. But like because of of what your guy has done with the paint job and what you have done thoughtfully with the scheme and everything i mean have you noticed that where you're getting feedback they talk about it all the time well you know you try to uh befriend all the people that you're surrounded by you know i'm definitely a very optimistic person i have very outgoing personality so you know they've all picked up on that and we've all kind of become friends so uh, i heard the first when we first unveiled it and we made it to the starting line for Q1 in, in Denver. I heard the playful banter back and forth of, well, what color is it? Is it green? Is it blue? <laughs> and Alan Reinhardt says, ah, oh, you know, I don't, I don't really love it. It's not my favorite color. And then, you know, Joe Costello comes back and I said, I got them both over our pit. I go, that's it. Come on, guys. Let's pay attention to what we got going on here, you know? And just said, you know, here's, here's the product. Here, take, take a bottle home with you. Tell me what you think, you know, and, the next day, you know, there was a whole different feel. Everybody wanted to, to, to go at it more and more because they really liked it, you know, and they really want to help. And by helping me, we're going to help El Bandito. And together, you know, we're going to not only be popular, but we're going to be fast. And when we are in the winter circle, all that, that hard work's really going to show and everybody's going to see it. And uh, pr- pretty exciting. You know, it's, your dream is when you get into the sport, you say, Wow, I'm at the NHRA. I'm at the highest level. I'm going to get sponsors now. And that's coming from a young guy's mouth, you know. And then you realize, oh, I'm only going to get sponsors once I perform and or, you know, I can show some uh, return on, on investment. So it all becomes a business and you have to you have to mold this into a workable situation for sponsors so that uh, it becomes beneficial to their to their program. So Luckily for me, you know, I'm a businessman and I'm utilizing my skills that I've learned uh, over the last, you know, 10, 10, 15 years. And, you know, it's, it's cool to see it turn into a business, but it also just creates a lot more work. But uh, that's what we're here for, you know. But it's good work, and we we know this in motorsports and in racing. You know, any sponsor is a good sponsor. There's no bad sponsors, but this is a perfect fit, not only for the hometown side, but also not necessarily the underdog side, but the upside that can come from the Bloomington area and go and be prominent and successful nationally. And that's El Bandito Yankee in a bunch of ways as well. And when it comes to being able to celebrate with the product, you know, you've got guys out there, you know, get motor oils and oil filters and all sorts of other products that are well represented in racing. This is fun, right? This is sure. Crazy. I mean, you want to see, uh, for instance, great. I'm sponsored by a, a local oil company out of uh, Mantino, Illinois, High Performance Lubricant. 
awesome to be able to pour the oil into my machine and know that, you know, they're behind me and it's a great product. Same thing with El Bandito is the fact that it is an awesome product. I mean, I was not a tequila drinker really. I mean, I, I drank tequila, but it wasn't my reach to, you know, liquor. Um, I tried it and I'm like, wow, this is, this is actually so good. And, and then it, you know, their slogan so smooth, it's criminal. Boy, it just rolls right off the tongue once you've actually tried it. And, uh, it's pretty cool. We've, you know, we're getting, uh, them involved with the midway now at NHRA. So fans that are coming out are going to be able to, to do a lot more sampling and they're going to be able to buy it from the concessions. And it's going to become pretty much the NHRA official tequilas is what we're working towards. And, um, I mean, we've had it now for two races and we've had it in our pit and we've been sampling it with a lot of the racers and stuff. And I, I haven't heard a single person say anything, but you know, the absolute best compliments about their product, which that makes it really great because when you know, you have something that one, there's a lot of people that are big tequila fans and they try something new and you know that they're going to be apprehensive at first, but soon as it touches their lips, they go, wow that's really good tequila and it's good to have something that's quality behind you because it's going to make, you know, everybody just want to you know, try it even more. And of course it is one of those things that pouring engine oil on your bike makes you happy, but pouring a couple <laughs> shots after you win of El Bandito Yankee tequila is going to make you even happier. Uh, you know? So. You, yeah. You know that it's the official tequila of race day. We've had it out at the clash, the LA Coliseum. We've had it, the Daytona 500 brought it in a big way to the Indy 500 and now NHRA with uh, flying Ryan Ayler and, of course, with the Pro Stock Motorcycle. So exciting. So we got a chance to see you. You saw it in Denver and Sonoma. What do you see? You mentioned kind of building it in to your pit experience, and maybe if we can build it into some of the fan experiences at the NHRA events. But do you have any dates on the calendar that you've targeted that you said, hey, the, you know, we're going to have to step it up, or these are going to be things to look forward to? Well, we're getting ready to be into the countdown to the championship. We're going to find ourselves in the top ten, so we'll make the countdown. And then uh, we're really going to turn it on. Back to the performance thing just a little bit before I get on to, to that. You know, we used the beginning part of the season. There was a lot of things that happened to our team that we did to um, look for gain performance. And we switched all the bikes over to different fuel injection systems. Um, we've got a different motor platform. There's still the SNS V twins, but there's some versions of the engine that have gotten better. So we're running the, the latest version in our second bike. We've also been building a, a brand new bike that's really state-of-the-art that has the best of everything that really you can have. And I'm having one of the best chassis builders that's out there work with me. He's from the Indianapolis area, and he built all of Anson Hines' chassis for years. And he's been out on his own. His name is Mike Mullaney. So we got something really special coming there. All the bikes are going to end up being wrapped, El Bandito, Yankee Tequila. As we go into the countdown, which starts at, uh, just after Indianapolis, which is going to be uh, August 31st through uh, September what, 3rd or 4th. And that's when the gloves are off and we're going to start uh, really laying down some good runs and, and, you know, the testing and the experimental process is over and it's put your best foot forward and, and turn on the wind light. So we've got a couple races up before that happens. We're headed to Topeka, Kansas on the 12th through the 14th of August. And then we head to Indianapolis just at the very end of uh, August for uh, uh, Labor Day weekend, and then that's when the championship run goes after it, and we head to uh, Reading, uh, Pennsylvania, and then really after that, it's we got a few left, and this is really where we're going to hit the big states that El Bandito's in, and we're going to represent their uh, their product going into 
to the off-season heavy. So we go to St. Louis on September 30th. We plan on having a big blowout event there. We have a lot of local sponsors that are going to be there, and we're going to probably have probably be our, our first midway spot for El Bandito to be out there and in the concession. So we're going to really use that as a springboard to going into the next race, which is Dallas, Texas, October 13th through the 16th. And Dallas is working this really big event. They've been working it for a couple of years called the Stampede of Speed. And the Texas Motorplex has put this, it's like a week long celebration. And it starts with, there's music venues, there's like barbecue venues, and it all happens at the track. And they have additional racing that happens throughout that week. And then we go to a, a, a town that's near the track, uh, Waxahachie. And there's a huge fanfare day, you know, where we're out on the streets, we're lined up, John Force will be sitting right next to me, and we're doing autograph signings, and we're going to have El Bandito there, and we're going to make it, we're going to make a really big, big show out of it, you know. We finished the year off in Pomona, California, November uh, 10th through the 13th, and those states, Illinois, Texas, and California are huge for El Bandito. And Southern California is a huge tequila connoisseur market. So, you know, we're really thinking ending in the season again with a big showing in California. And then that really helps kick off what I like to call the drinking months of the year, the holidays. <laughs> you know, you go into the holidays and Thanksgiving and Christmas and the El Bandito is going to fly off the shelf and all the exposure that last part of the season. We're hoping to see this really start to turn around for them so that they're eager to jump on board for 2023. you got to collaborate on some really cool and exclusive merch that highlights the racing, the stuff on the track, and, of course, the brand and that great look as well. You mentioned a couple places, you know, so Worldwide Technology. So El Bandito Yankee was there as part of the barbecue smoke down, and we did a big activation there for a couple days with tasting and all sorts of world champion pitmasters for that first ever inaugural NASCAR Cup Series race that they had there and i know working with that staff that event and for the listeners that want to take a road trip down especially now that we don't have the chicagoland speedway you know complex in motion at this point is that is a place to go especially if you want to watch nhra i think they get seventy thousand people over the couple days that things happen there and of course activating there in a bunch of ways and so looking forward to that as well as the texas and the waka was it wakahatchee what's a yeah yeah, well, I think you're close, you know, so yeah, I don't want to butcher it too bad, but yeah, you know, we're south of Dallas at the Texas Motorplex, and there's a couple towns that surround there that have, uh, that we've been to in the past, so two years ago, we were in Ennis, Texas, and then last year, we were in Waxahachie, and I really see that being the support of the Texas fans is pretty big, you know, everything's bigger in Texas, so they've been really trying to make this a blowout event. So we're working on it now. There's nothing totally set in stone. I know that, that when we go down to Worldwide Technologies, that will definitely be a kickoff event for getting El Bandito into the vendors and the concessionaires and on the midway. And after that, we, we're trying to kind of look at the best places we can go. And I, I'm pretty certain it'll probably be that Dallas and that Pomona, but you know, it's a little too early to get it totally on the schedule. These are all things that we're working out and uh, that are you know going into motion as we speak. Excited to see it all happen as the official tequila of race day in its fastest form with NHRA and uh, and Ryan Ayler. So, Ryan, as we let you go, give information. Obviously, they can check it out on Fox and FS1 and the broadcast, well represented on the television side for NHRA and the Pro Stock Motorcycle. But for you, for social media or maybe even for the merch or some other things going on, where can fans go? 
Yeah, a lot of my uh, social media tags are flying no G, so flying Ryan PSM. Whether it's on Instagram or Facebook, we have a really big following on our social media accounts. We also have flyingryanracing dot com, our official website, and uh, you know everything that El Bandito has out on their on their website is very easy to find. El Bandito Yankee dot com, I believe. You know these guys are definitely uh, very very focused on making this spread across the country like a wildfire. And uh, I definitely see uh, some really cool things happening in the years to come. You'll be part of it, too. And, of course, in victory lane there, holding up a Wally in a championship. We'll all get there together. So, Ryan, thanks so much for what you're doing on the track, off the track, for tequila, for fans. And thanks for jumping on the show today. Hey, appreciate it. Thank you very much. 